All right. Uh, so I need. I have a question to start off with. Oh, okay. Long question, though. Oh, okay. So is this question, like an essay question? <clears throat> no, this is just uh, like. Is the question long, the or question, is the information that you need from me long? The, no, the question is very, very long that I'm okay. going to be feeding you. Okay. Uh, and then it might be like a literally like a one word answer. You could just give me a yes or a no, maybe. All right. Okay. So five years ago, I pledged to a campaign for a crowdfunding. Okay. Uh, and this week I got my thing. Wow. So uh, they were in constant communication. We know what was happening. The movie was finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were trying to sell it. They were trying to sell it. They're trying to sell it. Hey, we don't think we're going to sell it, but we're going to go ahead and send out all of our crowdfunding stuff. Oh, never mind. We might be able to sell it. Oh, never mind. We didn't sell it for five years. Fi- I get it. That's fine. I'm mm-hmm. not mad about that. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know if I'm, I'm definitely not mad. I don't know if I'm, I'm I feel disappointed. And I don't know if I'm justified. So that's my question. Okay. Okay. So uh, to tell you what I signed up for, I signed up for Penn Jillette's movie, Director's Cut. Okay. So okay. he wrote a movie. He was going to star in it. Adam Rifkin, directors, directing this movie. Uh, hey, guys, we want to crowdfund this. Cool. I like Adam Rifkin. I love Penn Jillette. I'm going to do this. I know who one of those people are. Uh, so I pledged 150 bucks. Okay. So that's was one of the higher up. I mean, it's not like a $10,000 thing, but that's yeah. not chump change, right? Mm-hmm. And what I signed up for was the grab bag. And what this was described as is, Penn's words, uh, a bunch of my favorite things uh, includes a major surprise. Okay. Major is capitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, then a brief description, and he said... Uh, the key thing for me is that I'll always make sure or the way that I've gotten successful is I always try to give people more than they're expecting. And that's how I've become successful. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the $150 thing. Okay. What should I be expecting? <laughs> yes. Any, any idea? I mean, I mean, for five years of anticipation, what, what would you expect that I would be getting? Uh, I mean, I'm sure the grab bag included like the movie and a bunch of other stuff. The movie, yeah, I think it was the movie and a bunch of my other stuff. Yes. Okay. So what's um, the bunch of other stuff? Probably, probably all the the Penn and Teller books. Probably sock. Um. Maybe some DVDs and stuff. Maybe some. I don't know who Adam Rifkin is. He sounds like yeah. you know him as a director. So maybe some sure. of his stuff. Yeah. Probably some memorabilia. Maybe about the film. Okay. Major surprise. Sounds like he had that in mind five years ago. Mm-hmm. Don't know. That may have fallen through. I don't know. Okay. So what what I was expecting was more like this is Penn's personal stuff. Like, and I know he's like been in a health thing now. So I almost expected like a book from this person that he likes this cd from this band he likes right Mm -hmm. like more of his random shit right that's what i was expecting okay for for better or for worse and then i was expecting uh, a prop from the movie a signed poster from everybody something substantial sure you want to see what i got sure it's it's it's, it is a grab bag so it'll take a few minutes but i i need to feel justified with whatever i've got going here it sounds like you're incredibly disappointed by it and Uh, you just want to justify your disappointment but i I, I I am disappointed, but I don't know if I'm just, yeah, you're exactly right. I don't know if it's just me. 
Okay. Okay. So I got a it's a cap that says director's cut. Yep. And is that the name of the movie? Uh or is that the production company? It's it makes sense if you've seen the movie. It's got okay. a little it's got another little uh picture on it. Okay. So it it is a something about the movie, some sort of merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um a couple a years ago they did mail out a t shirt that I got too. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a t shirt, so I'll throw that out there. Okay. Hey, it's Penn's face when he was fat. It's on, the face I know. On a stick. Yeah. Okay. Um I'll let you go ahead and open that while I get my other okay. stuff out. I've here. been handed a dossier. Uh it's not really a dossier, it's just a yellow big yellow envelope. Uh it is it is paper dolls? Yeah. So you from characters in the uh, character in the movie. So it's thicker pieces of paper that you fold up into a box and, and a letter from a letter from Penn, a preprinted letter from Penn and Adam Rifkin. Uh, I and got. Then it looks like there's a magnet in here. Oh, yep. I forgot about the magnet. So there's a magnet. All right. Uh, you got this guy. So you got a 11 by 17 poster. Of the movie, right? right? I get it. The movie's called Director's Cut. Yeah, the movie's called Director's Cut. That, that um, makes more sense now. I got this. Okay, so he's got like a one of those gym bags that you flip slip over your shoulders. Yeah. Um, where the straps are, the string that close it. It says uh, Director's Cut. I got this. This this is kind of the only thing that I felt like was what I was signing up for. I hope you enjoy my candy. This is my candy. Some assholes in New England with their little bullshit candy company tried to claim it's their candy, but you know the candy business. It's all political. Fucking assholes. Uh, yeah. He just wrote a bunch of stuff about it. So it's candy based on the movie? Uh, so this is the only thing that I feel like it is. I think this is like, I don't remember what they're called, like Nebco or Nelco candies. Um, like the chalky candy. Yeah. I had it until uh, until I started talking. Yes, but I think all it is is that with the sticker over it, which yeah. is this is what I felt it was going to be like for whatever Necco reason, wafers. Pen fucking loves these wafers, mm-hmm. so he's going to put them in there. That's what I thought this was going to be. Yeah. So I got a copy of the Blu-ray. Nice. You see that, which you have yet to open. Uh, and I got this. Oh, it's in it's in one of those fake Oscars. Best weird ass crazy crowdfunded movie of 2018. Shouldn't it be 2013? Uh, I think <laughs> technically was released now. Hmm. All right. And my major surprise. Okay. That's it. What is my major surprise? The Necco wafers? I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel disappointed. Like, I feel like I should have been wowed by something. Like, mm-hmm. when they say major. With all capital letters, a major surprise. Yeah. I don't know what the major surprise is. Is it my pink gym bag? (laughs) Like, it's all just promo garbage. Yeah. That's kind of what you expect when you back a Kickstarter. I don't think it was, though. Like, I felt like that's my point is like, I felt like I was buying into pen. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like I was buying into. Have you have you Shit. been on the 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 page? Or are other people disappointed? Uh, the page have you gotten a feel? It doesn't exist anymore. So this was crowdfunded through Donald Trump's one. 
You know what I'm talking about? Okay. So five years ago, Donald Trump. I didn't got, know. He had a crowdfunding he, thing. He got into a, this crowdfunding thing. Okay. Uh, so the, the website doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. Hmm. Um, so. I bet, I bet you there's a community out there on Reddit or something. Oh, uh, there probably is. So I don't know. So it's not like I'm going to start this massive torch or letter writing campaign or anything. No. But, but you might find like, some people to commiserate with. I just feel like I didn't. Even there's nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Crowd like crowdfunding is you pay to have a thing made. You, That's it. I, that is one hundred percent. Anything you get on top of that is gravy. I disagree a thousand percent. If you go to any crowdfunding site, a that's what they tell you, and b I feel like that's the spirit. In fact, when you crowdfund, like there's no promise that you'll even get anything. I I'm aware of that. But also that's why I feel like you have to be smart about what you're doing. And if you so the way that I view people always complain about Rob Zombie or Pendulette or whatever using crowdfunding to get things accomplished. Mm -hmm. And I look at it. The only time I ever crowdfund something is if I feel like I look at it as a pre-order system. Right. Um, and that's what 31 was for me. I looked at it like I was buying the signed poster for 50 bucks mm -hmm. and I bought into it. I'm not going to pay for someone's dream or just to have something exist. Oh, well, I think that's what you did here. You you didn't pay for a poster. You paid for a grab bag. I paid for some of Penn's favorite shit. This is not his favorite thing. He this, this is not. He his never said thing. he his favorite shit. Or at least from what you described to me. He said some of my favorite things. I okay. think is the quote. Okay. I believe you left that off, but because mm. you said. I, I remember grab bag and uh, basically undersell over deliver. No, no, no. I definitely said some of my favorite things because I said I expected it to be like books he likes or whatever, right? Right. I know that was your expectations. Yes. But not, you did, I don't believe you said that that was the actual text. Absolutely. Semantics. Did. Absolutely. Did. So anyway, that's been my disappointment for the week is like five years of like wondering when that $150 worth of stuff is going to show up. Hmm. And it showed up, and now I have to try to hold everything in this box until somebody's like, man, when Director's Cut came out seven years ago, I had no idea it existed. Now it's my favorite movie. I wish I could have got in on that and gotten a statue. Are you going to watch the movie? I already did. Oh. Uh, they sent out a, uh online screener a few weeks ago. Gotcha. So I got to watch it with that. And? And maybe we'll watch it on the podcast. I don't know what I want to tell you. Okay. It doesn't look like it would fit into even your broad definition of horror. It does. It absolutely does. Okay. Promise. All right. Promise. Um, what does fit into my broad definition of horror? Other than director's cut? Mm -hmm. People under the stairs. Mm. Synopsis. Oh, we're going right into it. Do you uh, have something else? I'm sorry. I asked you no. before we started, do you have an anecdote or anything? Not and to like said, start off the podcast. No. I don't know. My week was boring, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's people, two dudes and a little boy try to rob a house and they get locked in and, hey, ch check it out. There are people under the stairs. Uh, overall thoughts? Um, okay, it was fine. It was definitely, I feel like it's, it suffered from that like, 88 to 94 era 
of movies that have a very specific tone and that tone is I don't know what the tone is of this movie. And so I felt like it suffered really hard from that because at some points it like wanted to genuinely be a little scary and at some points it wanted to genuinely be dramatic and at one point the guy was skipping about, oh, I got him, I got him, I got him. <laughs> so it, the, I don't feel like the movie knew what it was so, at several points, but I feel like that, that was a problem of the 90s. So I totally get what you're saying. However, watching it now, thinking about that, mm-hmm. keeping that in mind, yeah, I feel like I understand this movie way more than I ever have right now. All right. Uh, first of all, this was a staple in the Russ Hall childhood household. You you were head of household. We we had this bitch on VHS. By the way, all this shit is still on the table. (laughs) Do you want me to pick it up on mic? Okay, hold on. The next four minutes are going to be me cleaning. Just get this shit out of my way. That's all I'm saying. What are you planning on doing? Are you planning on... I like my space, man. I'm a big guy. I need lots of space. I will rustle stuff. Should we rustle for rustle stuff? Russell for Russell stuff. Russellford? Russell T. Baggins. Is that a name? I have no idea. Probably. I mean, it is a name. Is it somebody's name? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Anyway. There you go. Um... So this we had this VHS and we there, now my it. hand is there I feel better now we watched this constantly like this is a childhood movie for me okay like this brings back all warm fuzzy memories because like it stars a child so it's a children's movie yeah no it's like <laughs> legit like this is gonna be weird like I think about my mom when I watch people under the stairs in like a very positive way like mm-hmm. like hanging out watching people under the stairs with my mom. That's that's what we did as kids. <laughs> uh, my I sent a text to my uh, my wife today because I was my four year like somehow we ended up like laying literally on the steps. Okay. So we're like sitting towards the bottom, and he put pillows behind our heads, so we're laying on the steps. Then he was trying to help me up, and I'm like, I'm sore. Give me a second. I'm old. Let me get up my own <laughs> way. Stop trying to help, you know. And he's like, Oh, you're old, like my mom. And then she died forever. I was like, <laughs> fuck you. That's a double whammy. Of you're, hey, I'm allowed to call me old, but you're not allowed to call me old. Also, thanks for reminding me that my mom died. <laughs> He'll do that. Child. Yesterday, yesterday, he brought it up randomly. Like He just, we're playing a video game and he grabbed my shoulder and he's like, Daddy, you said my mom died. He's like, yeah. And then he just stood there and or sat beside me and stared. I was like, are you waiting for me to cry? And he's like, yeah, I'll be fine, bro. Thanks. Dickhead. He'll do it. It'll come out of nowhere. He'll just he'll just be like, hey, you still said my mom died? Yeah, I am. He just wants to make sure. Give me a minute. I'm going to go cry for a little while. Legit. Like, he will do that to me. And then I'll just be upset for like an hour or two. That's great. No, Yeah, it's really great. It's Works out awesome for me. <laughs> By the way, uh, if you want to watch a great video on NECA wafers, I can recommend one. Okay. <laughs> the Company Man. I, I assume that on YouTube. Were, I assume that's what it was going to be. Yeah. Turns uh, out they're from like the 1800s or some shit. He in, he like he invented the whole machine and shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so people under the stairs. Ving Rames. Ving Rames is here, dressed in that 90s black. Uh, hey, remember we're from Africa, so let's wear these caps. Yeah, 
the African caps uh, it's that the, every, every every black guy uh, that wasn't that didn't have an afro wore one of those. Uh, it's the Nation of Domination outfit. Yes, yes, he was wearing the Nation <laughs> of Domination outfit, one hundred percent. Do you like my reference? Yes. There? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bird, bird. <laughs> you just did your D'Lo Brown head now. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. Then I'm going to break your neck and you're never going to... I was considering going there, but that was just mean. <laughs> he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna puke. He's going to... I love that video. <laughs> uh, Not the one of him <laughs> becoming a quadriplegic. <laughs> the, the video of him trying to get a job from Vince. That was in Beyond the Mat. It's great. Uh, so uh, we have this poor family this poor black family mm-hmm. uh and they you, you, they're in the slums mm-hmm. they're in the the hood yep and uh they're being oppressed they are and ving rames is like trying to convince uh the older sister to let him take uh fool out right. for because uh, fool hit. wants to be a doctor mm-hmm. and ving rames thinks that he's a fool yes he ain't never gonna be no doctor no uh his mommy's got the cancer in her belly they mm-hmm. can't afford to get rid of it. They're going to uh, evict them because the fine print in the lease says that they have to pay three times if they're more than three days late. I feel like if this family is this poor, they've probably been three days late before. Maybe they're like they're just barely making it, but they make sure always on time with the rent. Yeah, maybe the power gets shut down or the gas or something. That's what I that's what I was liked about Roseanne until she was racist. But the show Roseanne said it was real people. Like you, you never saw on television a couple discussing if they should pay the water bill or the electric bill. Yeah, because they couldn't pay both. I always uh, think like just a random episode where they're like, "Hey, did you take care of that?" She's like, "Yeah, I sent the water bill to the electric company and vice versa." <laughs> so by the time they get them all, they get it back to us. We'll have money to be able to pay both of them. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Then they high five. Yeah. <laughs> great uh so she's discussing and finally ving rames convinces fool i'm gonna go out and we're gonna try to get this hit on uh your landlord they've got tons of money they can't afford school he's gonna take them to school yes uh so we've got tons of money so we're gonna do it uh so it's vince fool and leroy uh they're white uh, partner yeah the white guy's named leroy <laughs> uh and i'm watching this and i'm like who is that who who is leroy and then i'm like it's fucking louis ck and then it turns out it's not but no. it looks like him it i looks, never thought it looked like it louis looks like a young skinny louis ck i've seen a young skinny louis ck he still had no hair <laughs> he was wearing a hat so you couldn't <laughs> tell what how much hair he had oh okay um I uh, there's some things in here that I watched that I remember cringing when I was a little kid and remember being confused by because there's okay. lots of things that happen right at the beginning of this movie that I'm sure that my mom was like I don't know if we should be watching this uh, <laughs> let's watch it 20 more times let's watch it 20 more times so uh, at one point fool says something that uh, Leroy doesn't agree with. I'm sorry that Ving Rames doesn't agree with mm-hmm. and uh, Vingring says, yeah, and maybe the president will make me secretary of pussy. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty awesome line. But he's saying it to a 13 year old. Yeah. Like, is he 13? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think they reference, no, they reference his birthday okay. saying he's 13 or he's turning 13. Yeah. So this is like his bar mitzvah. Yeah. This is his, you're a man now. Let's go 
steal some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, they break into this house uh, in a pretty clever way. So there's these very snooty woman uh, and fool goes up and he pretends to be uh, a boy scout and tries to get in. She won't let him in. So Leroy ends up getting in. What's her That's name? not clever. That's literally every confidence man. Like if everybody who's going to, if you thought the, the home alone burglars, that's literally what happens at home alone is he is, he goes in cases the joint by acting like a cop. Like acting like a yeah. cop, acting like a, a, a utilities guy. Okay, that's 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 how you know you're about to be burgled. Okay. Anyway, so they get in. Leroy gets in, uh, and Fool and Ving Rhames decide they're going to go in after him, right? Because he's going to steal that coin collection. Uh, and he, Ving Rhames ends up using being able to use the crowbar and open it up. And true to every Wes Craven movie, this house is built by a madman. Mm-hmm. Like. He opens it up and then all of the sliding windows and everything are connected and it pops open and Ving Rhames says, I just done busted this house's cherry. Mm-hmm. And I never understood what that meant as a child. <laughs> like I distinctly remember the like, what does that mean? <laughs> and not getting an answer. Uh, he really giant, likes cherry cordials. A giant dog shows up, right? And, uh, and starts attacking him and fool yells, your mother sleeps with cats. And I was like, I don't get it. Why our dogs and cats sleep together? <laughs> Cuddle right there. What's the problem? Uh, it turns out that's not what fool meant. Oh, okay. He was talking about intercourse. Oh, interspecies intercourse. Inter intercourse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they there are stairs in this house that are booby trapped. Why isn't intercourse called intracourse? And then intercourse would be for like interspecies. Oh. Or, you know, interracial, but definitely not just like regular ass sex. Regular ass sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- this house. Could, should we just talk about this house? <laughs> you, don't for now? To, you don't want to. You uh, to uh, elucidate further no. on my intra sex. No, no, no. Your intra outro sex. I'm good with. Okay. Uh, this house mm-hmm. is insane, right? Yeah, that's kind of the point of it. I know, but I can't. Like, how much would it cost? Who do you hire to build you steps that go flat and then go up and turn into steps? How do you know he didn't do it himself? I, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like Daddy is that much of a carpenter. But it's not Daddy's house. That house has been there for generations. Yeah, but as much as he's going around like shooting the shit out of this, he's got to have somebody that comes to repair these things. Mm, Daddy could have taught him all he needs to know. He may not be able to to do it like fresh, but he could repair it. So there's like a hiccup on Mike. There's another. Hear that? There's another family of carpenters that get all. They're completely uh, fed and make their living just repairing daddy and mommy's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, I could buy that. They, they barter, right? They swap. Okay. Um, he supplies them with meat <laughs> and they supply him with carpentry? Yeah. Sewer meat. <laughs> sewer meat. They're really into sewer meat. Uh, yeah, you know, you know that people like they bury a pig for a few days mm-hmm. and then cook it? Yeah. Same thing. Same concept, really. I like it. 
Uh, yeah. So, so what we're talking about, there's this house is this, this mansion that the walls are interconnected inside of the fireplace has a special trap door. There's a trap door on at least the second or third floor that's built into a giant slide, which goes out into a kitchen cupboard. Mm-hmm. There's ones behind medicine cabinets that I don't think that daddy and mommy even know about. No. Uh, Either Roach made that or someone else before uh, Roach made that. Uh, there is the vents are all on hinges, hinged at the top, so you can climb in and out of them. Mm-hmm. Why? This feel if you were if you were keeping children or pe- people locked in the home, mm-hmm. having these corridors and things doesn't seem well. Maybe wise. maybe their parents preferred like to keep them as pets. In okay. the walls, mm-hmm. and they were more like, "Nah, we, we're going to keep them in the basement. We don't, we don't want them in the walls." But what is the what is the code for having a trapdoor inside of the furnace, the wood burning furnace? Can you quote me those codes and regulations for how a trapdoor inside that? So works? I think both of these houses from these two movies don't know how like heating and ventilation works because they both just go through vents and then they're in the the walls. There's no, like, I mean, they have a little bit of ducting in people under the stairs. So they, un poquito <laughs> amount of knowledge. Uh, whereas Don't Breathe, it literally just opens into the walls. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know where my point was. They're bad at housing. This ho- The house doesn't make any sense. But that being said, I love it because there is no geography to anything. No. Like, it's like one, the Simpsons house. It's like at one point Roach just points and he's like, that way. And then like Alice points and she's like, sometimes you have to go further in to go out. But does she understand how this house works? How does maybe she maybe Roach is taking her on a tour. How does daddy not know how it works? If he because daddy there, hasn't been in the walls. He lived there for generations. He should have. He lived there. there for generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a reincarnation story. I oh, okay. How did you not? I didn't get that. that. No. Yeah. So he should be happy when he dies. He's his own grandpa. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. Like Fry from Futurama. <laughs> also, what was a grandpa? What? He's his own grandpa. What's wrong with that? I, the inflection was very weird. Well, I most said, people say grandpa. I said it smoking a cigarette on one, with one of those long sticks. I regret <laughs> like a for, like Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then. Yeah. Um, so our routine is like you come in and then I ask you what type of beverage you want. Yeah, I'm beverageless. And we didn't do that. We just started in. So yeah. this is awkward. It was dark down here. I bumped into a table. What? Yeah, you apparently don't know how to turn on lights i don't know how to turn on your lights i've never <laughs> looked at you when you turn them on i we're in a room that has no light switch but it has lights mm-hmm. the light switch is outside this room and then like over there yeah. or something like crazy yeah it's weird do you know why why because i finished this room myself oh good like, job <laughs> so <laughs> so when i bought this house you know how that other room is all insulation and just studs mm-hmm. that's what this looked like so I put the drywall and insulated it and put the ceiling and everything up. And I, I don't know electrical, but I was like, I'm good with, I, I, I figured this out. I followed everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to unhook this and then I'll just move it over and then I'll cut a hole in the drywall. So I'm going to unhook this and the light's going to go out. And I unhooked it and no light was out. <laughs> and in my mind, like what I was seeing, 
obviously I was wrong, but it was impossible that that light was on because I was going from the power source, taking it off Mm -hmm. and watching to where it was going. So obviously it was wireless energy that I don't understand or something. So I was like, like, I'm fine leaving that light over there. I know nothing about like home repair, how to build a house or anything. But I think I do know is if you're down to studs, do the wiring then, then put on the drywall. No, I did. I, that's when I was doing it. Okay. Because you said something about cutting a hole in the drywall. Well, yeah. If I had an, uh, a switch right there, I would have had to have cut a hole in the drywall. Yes. But like as you were putting it on or yes. right after you put it on. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't my last step was trying to hook that up. That was how your story flowed. I don't think so. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so you, you just left the room mm-hmm. to politely uh, get me a water. Mm-hmm. Y- you opened your fridge and you asked, you inspected what was inside and you offered what you had. Uh, but it didn't have any water. You went to the other room. You left the refrigerator open. And came back with a handful of waters. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, he left it open because he's going to put some water in there. Then you close it and put all the waters on the counter. Yeah. Makes total sense. Well, I was going to make myself a drink. I was going to get a Coke and whiskey. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't need that. I'll just have a water as well. Hmm. Hydration. Yeah, that's the idea. Uh, so at, at work, we have, we have free soda and... Um, snacks and stuff, and they also they also started buying Lacroix. Oh, oh. like <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to stop drinking soda. Didn't you drink bubbly for a while? Yeah, I still do. Okay, but it's aspir- it's got aspartame in it, so it's pot- it's drinkable. Hmm. Okay, because like I I I hit the internet because Lacroix fucking is awful. It's the worst. It's, it's like drinking a battery that is slightly flavored, like whatever it says on the side it's of the can. True story. I drank, I bought LaCroix, bought a bottle, mm-hmm. and I drank it, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this? I got to get something else. I should probably try another exact of the same thing of LaCroix, because something is obviously wrong yeah. with that first one, mm-hmm. because there's no way human beings would drink this stuff. And like tweet and instagram about it and how much they love it yes there's yeah. no way so i bought a second Lacroix. <laughs> like, oh this it, one must be from the same batch <laughs> it was the exact same <laughs> i stopped it too though that's literally that's exactly happened i was like this is horrible i'll take another <laughs> <laughs> something off about this Lacroix, man i need to get another Lacroix. <laughs> It always it tastes to me like when you go and get a, a a soda from the fountain and then mm-hmm. like it's out of the syrup and yeah. it's all fucked up and yeah. you're like oh god <laughs> who did this to me uh, it's yeah. the worst apparently that's just what seltzer water tastes like it's the worst yeah uh, so uh, we end up uh, fool finds Leroy he's dead. Yeah. Also, well, also we we kind of meet our principal characters, Alice. Uh, apparently, she knows that there's someone in the walls. Oh, and look, the parents do too. Yep, they do. Everybody knows that there are people in the walls. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a person in the walls. We didn't know that it was a person. Correct. I'm sorry. You're correct. Like uh, it just yeah. So, uh, Leroy's dead. 
we get mommy and daddy mm-hmm. and Alice. Alice is kept in her room and she's not allowed to leave for right. the most part. Uh, we find out that children are to be seen and not heard and that mommy and daddy would cut out the bad parts when they misbehaved and put them under the stairs. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things in this movie at one point is when, when uh, they're finding out stuff's going bad. Uh, every, they came home. Mommy and daddy are specifically daddy is looking for people in the home. Yeah. And Lee uh, fool goes down and Ving Rames has his head sticking inside of the vent. And you're like, okay, he's dead. Obviously whatever's in the walls has chewed his fucking face off mm-hmm. and he's just laying there, not moving on his stomach. So fool goes up and he's trying to talk to him and he just scares the shit out of Ving Rames. It's amazing. <laughs> and I love it so much because he's like, what are you doing? Just laying there, laying there for, I thought you were dead just because somebody's not moving doesn't mean they're <laughs> dead I heard something in the walls and yeah. it was like it was like the Fred Ward trimmers thing to me where it was like this big badass dude gets the shit scared out of him by this little kid <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it yeah uh, so at the beginning of this I, I was like watching the the credits and it said Sean Whalen and I was like Sean Whalen I know that name uh, how do you know that name I don't know. I just did. And then I saw that he played Roach and I saw his face and I was like, I know that face. And I went through his entire IMD pro IMD profile. I have no idea how I know his name or face. Seriously? Yeah. Look right there. Is that it? Literally in front of Justin where he was talking about where he wanted to put where his I've, arm. Where I've always sat. Where you've always sat right in front of you is Sean Whalen's face. Wrote, is that where I've noticed his face? But how do I know the name? You brought up his name before that. He was in like the Got Milk ads and stuff. You've said the name Sean Whalen. Aaron Burr. He's from that Got Milk commercial. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, that's where I know him from. That makes so much more sense. You've said the name Sean Whalen to me before, but that's hilarious because he's literally right in front of you and has been right in front of you for. Is that him as Roach? It looks yeah. like him as Roach. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, then. Uh, did you read the IMDb trivia about this movie? Nope. Uh, the person that they did not cast to play Roach. Mm-hmm. This is incredible. I loved this. Okay. Who would have been a perfect fill in for him? Hillary Swank. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that credible? Yeah. Couldn't you see Hillary Swank playing that exact same character? Yeah, because I thought it was totally a woman when you see him down in the basement for the first time. Yeah. I totally thought it was like, it looked like post-apocalyptic woman like uh, Furiosa from Mad Max or something like that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, So... Fool and Vingrams end up going down and they're able to, uh, they're trying to get away. Fool goes to grab the door handle. And of course, because it's booby trapped, he gets the shit shocked out of him. Mm-hmm. And Vingrams doesn't give a shit. Nope. <laughs> he just, Fool is this 13 year old boy, gets shocked, falls on the floor. In real life, would have pissed himself. Maybe shit his pants. And I probably died. And Yeah, okay, let's be fair. Yeah, died. And Ving Rames doesn't give a shit at all. He's still just like looking around for a way to get out. Uh, they realize that Leroy has to be dead. Mike, is Leroy... Leroy's not Ving Rames, right? What's Ving Rames' name? Maybe he's Leroy. Vince, he's Leroy. Vince is Louis C.K. 
Okay. Remember the, the joke I made earlier about Leroy being the, the white guy? Yeah. Yeah. Not right. Vince. I just, I believed you. <laughs> I believed that you knew this movie you watched Sorry. all the time. Sorry. Um, Vince is the white guy. So Vince, we find out, is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the fool says he like he's about to go down to the basement. He goes down a few steps. And then he goes, I ain't stupid, and runs back up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Good. Good job. <laughs> And then he's at the top of the stairs. He's like, um, "I ain't no chicken either, or something." Yeah. And then he goes back down. He's like, "No, man, you had it right the first time. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. You ain't stupid." Uh, Ving Rhames gets shot and yeah. killed. Uh, and I don't think this is it, but this is a good time to talk about it. Where we get Daddy's dance, like you referenced earlier. So he dances around and he's singing, "I got him! I 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 got him!" Yeah, and that's I love it. It's incredible. So here's my thing. The reason I wanted to bring this up. Okay. I don't think this movie has a tone issue that people say that it does. I'm not the first person to say that? No, no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> people are like, what the fuck is going on with that movie? It's kind of cool, but what the fuck? What's going on with the tone? I disagree. The only tone issue comes from daddy. That's the only per. That's where the tone comes from. Okay, so but he's so, also a character in the movie. He is, but I think that's just him. I don't think that's a tone thing. I think he's just he is Michael Mortiarty's character from Troll. Okay, think about it. If the dad from Troll, remember how goofy ass the dad from Troll is? Mm-hmm. If he was incestuously evil and had his children locked in the basement, that's this character. Okay, it's you, just you, that character that's a goofy bastard. You realize part of tone is putting tonally consistent characters together into your movie but life doesn't have tonally consistent characters sometimes you get daddy who dresses like a sadomasochist to chase children in his walls he's the fucking like gimp hunter yeah uh yeah movies are supposed to have tone real life isn't uh so i still think this movie makes total sense because tone doesn't have anything to do with making sense or not. Uh, no, I think that. Have you seen say, Boogeyman? To say a movie is unbalanced, you talk about Boogeyman way too much. Because it's your point of reference we, for horror. Because my friend, we went and saw it. We really, oh. we all said it was terrible. And my friend was like, "Yeah, but you know what? The movie made sense at the end. Like the Boogeyman was the the action figure. Okay, that doesn't make it a good movie." Yeah. That's your argument here. It's a tonal problem. No, but the tonal problem is only this one character. Okay, but that one character is in the movie, so it has a tonal problem. Yeah, I think when somebody says it has a tonal problem, it's how the movie is constructed or or what have you. But I feel like you can have an off-base character that doesn't jive with the rest, and that doesn't mean it has a tonal problem. I think you are right. I don't think that this is that situation. Hmm. I'm well aware that it's a goofy ass movie. Like there's no denying that. Yeah. But I still think like when I watched it, uh, like daddy gets hit in the nuts at one point. Right. Yeah. And he, a couple times and he like drops down like almost vaudevillian. Right. So fool punches the dog right in the face. Yes. And it makes a punching sound. I wanted to talk about that. Then he punches daddy's dick right in the face. (laughs) This. So, both of these movies gets a dog punch in the face. And then we just came off of Tremors that had punching a graboid tentacle monster in the face. Mm-hmm. I like it. 
Yeah. I like these. Um, at one point, uh, Fool hits Daddy in the head, over the head with a toilet tank lid too. And he literally looks up and goes, huh? Mm-hmm. And then gets smashed with it. That's still all Daddy right there. Daddy was a character that was written and directed <laughs> and acted. I love Daddy. Uh, totally true story. And I'm, I, 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 even as I'm speaking these words, I don't know if I want to tell you. Uh, uh, I, for the podcast, mm-hmm. like my, my tattoo for episode 100, mm-hmm. thinking about doing a tattoo of Daddy okay. in his GIM costume that says family underneath it. pretty awesome right i really don't want that on my body no for me oh okay yeah it's pretty awesome right sure i mean it's way more awesome for me than it is you yeah because <laughs> you appreciate it and have a reference point <laughs> for me it was just like another thing we watch for the podcast yeah it's just a, which i kind of love that I, like i've been rolling around the ideas for what i'm doing mm-hmm. for you yeah and uh I kind of love the idea that it's one like, have we watched that on the podcast? And then, boom, tattoo. <laughs> just like the the most throwaway one you could ever imagine. Just this random ass movie. That's what you end up with a tattoo of. Like, fucking Wolf Creek. <laughs> hey, we watched two of those. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going to give you ideas. I had an idea. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to get one that just says what's happens in europe stays in europe there you go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh okay anyway um uh dead air dead air uh alice ends up having to clean up leroy's blood and was that an accident or was that a stunt woman because it was awesome yeah, and I think the girl just slipped in the blood. Yeah, but it worked out really well. Yeah. So, she, like, mommy shoves her down the butt base of the steps, and it's liquid on a perfectly smooth surface. So, who would have thought jumping into it is going to lead to somebody slipping? Yeah. But it was a great shot. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Then I think she got way more blood in her dress than she has on her dress later. Oh, for sure. Because it was an accident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get what is probably the most realistically horrific scene in the movie, which is mommy in like scorching bathtub shoving Alice in mm-hmm. and making her wash. Yeah. It's legitimately disturbing mm-hmm. in a movie that I want to feel great about. So mommy is, is mommy dearest. She is 100% playing mommy dearest. Daddy is just some weird Appalachian Gip hunter. Uh, yeah, they don't really. That's a tonal problem. They don't really fit together. Mm-hmm. Well, they're brother and sister. Okay. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> it was a fun fact. Uh, <laughs> uh, we about now. Uh, Fool is in the basement, and he sees Daddy cutting up Leroy, and he leaves a lot, a lot of meat on Leroy. Like yeah, he, he just to... he takes a bite, he throws a bite, and then he dumps the rest. Yeah, that's a lot of wasted meat. Like, you got all this Leroy meat, man. Why would you do that? Because I don't think he's after Leroy meat. Uh, if you wanted Leroy meat, like, he he would do that. I don't think he's a cannibal. I just think he's weird enough to, to take a bite of a corpse. Oh, he's absolutely a cannibal. Remember the opening scene of the movie where he's eating human ribs, and he's like, goddamn buckshot, and throws it in a little ashtray 
No, I don't, apparently. It's the opening of the movie. Hmm. Goddamn buckshot. Okay. Throws it into a little metal ashtray. Then maybe the maybe you're right. Uh, the other thing I don't understand about Leroy's body is about this time, uh, all of the people under the stairs uh, are coming because they're going to do something to fool, which we really don't know. But Roach comes to his rescue mm-hmm. by the trap door leading to the bog of eternal stench and decay opens up. Yeah. Well, basically, I think he's feeding fool to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's what he thinks he's doing. I don't know whether they were going to eat him or not. But yeah. uh, Fool, I'm sorry, Roach ends up opening up this trap door that's in the sub-sub-sub-basement mm-hmm. filled with liquid. And somehow he has carried up Ving Rames from this pool of water up 15 feet and is able to hold him up like a puppet? Yep, sounds how, about right. How... I don't understand the physics of this. He's country strong. Roach weighs 110 pounds. Mm-hmm. How does this happen? It's country strong. I don't know what that means. It means he's strong because he did a lot of work out in the country. Uh, I think he probably has a vitamin C deficiency because he's not seen sun ever. Maybe. Maybe they have a lemon tree back there. Where? It keeps away the scurvy. He and the walls. Outside. They have a lemon tree in the walls. Yeah. Up in the attic or wherever there was that one bit of light. Uh, as mommy's yelling at Alice because she got blood on her dress, she mm-hmm. says, you'll be the, you kids will be the death of me. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice little foreshadowing. And then she says, the death of me a second time. And I was <laughs> like, okay, you just really beat me over the head with that. And I don't appreciate it at all <laughs> anymore. Yeah. I don't understand Wes Craven. I don't know. I feel like I've seen Scream. Scream is fine. It's a competent, well-made movie. Mm-hmm. I watched Last House on the Left. Uh, competent, well-made movie that was actually really good. I think everything else I've seen, well, I guess, I guess Freddy, whatever. Yeah. So you're saying you didn't really but like Shocker other or People stuff. Under the Stairs. Those are your two other things. Yes. How he, how the same person can make Shocker and Last House on the Left, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, there's some of Daddy's quotes uh, I love. Like at one point, they're trying to track down Fool, and Mommy's like, we're going to get him, and uh, his tongue's not going to be all I cut off. And then you hear Daddy from like down the hall just be like, his balls. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, Daddy, for explaining... <laughs> what she meant like i just love the the way that it, it sounds he's obviously yelling throughout the house his balls <laughs> uh he's yelling uh randomly like people at the it uh under the stairs are are doing stuff and he's just like shut the fuck up. oh no, no no he yells that at the dog the dog yeah. is barking and he's like there's the fucking kid right over here daddy daddy and he just opens the door and yells shut the fuck up and slams the door in the dog's face yeah i think that's when he gets all creepy with alice uh yeah so there's like this weird incest angle and pedophile angle that they Mm -hmm. just lightly touch on and i feel like that's the exact amount of touching that i want (laughs) to do with incest (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, then. Mm, that's perfectly phrased exactly <laughs> the way I wanted yep. it. <laughs> let's, let's put that on the next promo postcard for the podcast. Uh, there's a room. It's there's a room that they have that's filled with tons of pictures, and very predominantly is a picture of Ronald Reagan. Did you notice that? No. It was like you know how I don't think we ever really had this, but it's a thing in elementary schools, like that they would have a picture of the president on the mm-hmm. wall. Yeah. And it was like that kind of a picture, but it's like surrounded by hundreds of missing children and then just Ronald Reagan, right? That's <laughs> pretty awesome. Maybe maybe the Wes Craven's trying to imply that in this universe they captured Ronald Reagan. Maybe. Yeah. I like it. Uh so Fool ends up managing to escape with Alice and Roach's help, right? Mm-hmm. Uh after Ro- Roach gets killed. Yeah. Roach gets killed. Uh, he manages to escape, and he decides once he gets out, I got to go back for Alice. He steals four coins, and it's enough to pay rent for the next decade? Till the year 2000. Which is almost a decade. It's mm-hmm. a, a lot of Four coins. And, and the guy. surgery. The, the, yeah, and mama surgery. Uh, and the guy, like, I don't know who this guy is, but he apparently is very knowledgeable. Yeah. He's the wise old black man in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I would not be making house calls in that apartment complex if I was him. I would be like, text me a picture, bro. They're his people. Yeah. Uh, so Fool decides he's got to go back for Alice. And how does he do that? I made a hat for my water. I like it. Uh, he... He decides he's going to call 911 and say that there yes. is child abuse happening. Yes. And, and then he hides in the in the cupboard. But four cops show up and stay for an absurd amount of time. Like 70 cops show up. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Four cop cars they show. Mm-hmm. But there's literally like 10 cops there. Yeah. All milling about. And how do you not investigate this house and see there's holes in the wall from shotguns being plastered everywhere? Because you see daddy cleaning up around... And they made like a, the they made the basement like have like a shelf that makes it look like it's fine. Yes, and it's even got like little switches, like Doctor Evil style switches, mm-hmm. so that you can unlock and relock things, and people can go back to the, their normal. Uh, yeah, the way things look. And he takes like the whips and chains and the gimp outfit and yes, and has tidies them off. <laughs> I love the cops and everything are already there. And he's like, oh, forgot this gimp stuff. (laughs) I have to put it in my hidden lair with all of my guns. Uh, And like you said, fool hid in a cupboard. Mommy and daddy, however, though, have this planned. They know what to do. So they pull out their old trusty reel-to-reel recorder of them reciting (laughs) prayers and set it up on the bed. So I'd forgotten about that. Did they make this for fool or do they have this just ready at their disposal? Which by the way, it was like, uh, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul to take, uh, if I kill before I wake and then it ended, (laughs) it's like, not only is it like, uh, They've pre-recorded this. It's also fucking demented. <laughs> so you would think that they were like, "Oh, we're gonna record." Okay, we're gonna record this in case. Th- 
I have, you know, we have we have all these ideas and for all these situations that come up. <laughs> one of these we're going to record, right? Okay, so we'll like record uh, some nice prayers. No, they're going to be like super fucked up and weird. <laughs> I don't see what. No, it'll work. Trust me. They've got all these situations covered. We also haven't discussed my favorite part of this movie, which is mommy and daddy's catchphrase, which is "May they burn in hell." Like, after they talk about everyone, they just say, may they burn in hell. I don't remember that. How? What? Are we watching the same movie? They said it constantly. I didn't care about this movie. I was watching it. I was trying to watch it. And it kept throwing me. Constantly. It kept throwing me to not care about it. Constantly. Everybody that they dealt with or talked to, they just were like, may they burn in hell. As soon as the cops left. Okay, I can't remember that. Yeah, kind of remember that one. Everyone okay. shoots Roach. May he burn in hell. It's absolutely his catchphrase. Right. I want a daddy doll that I pull the back of his thing, and and he'll say, "May they burn in hell." Gim suits held separately. <laughs> uh, I would buy a daddy doll. I know you would. I would love a daddy doll. Yeah. Where's it? We need some more sponsors. Remember where sponsors we were coming up ideas for them? Got to get on that. You need to send an email to Homemade Horror. Yeah, I do. We'll pit them against each other. Yeah. Whoever can do that first. Um, so he busts back into the house. Mm-hmm. They gets chased around. He does the Home Alone brick thing, like where he's like, daddy sticks his head into the fireplace and he... Th- Throws yeah. it down at his head because mm-hmm. he pretended to get he pretended to get shot. Yes. He was he was the the big Bugs Bunny thing. Oh, you got me! Oh, I'm so <laughs> dying up here. He's like, I got him. I'm gonna take a look. Brick to the face. Uh, so he foolins up in a bad spot. So he's downstairs. I think mommy's got him on the ropes, and somehow Alice jumps through the floor. And knows where mommy is standing to be able to jump through the second floor into the first floor. Oh, that's at the end. Yeah. How does that? How does that happen? How do you? She's only one. She was only one room away, so she's up there. She can hear because mommy's at the front door yelling at all the people that she's okay. going to kill them. Okay. So and then she shuts the door. Mm-hmm. Or no, I guess she hasn't shut the door yet. Uh, maybe she has. I don't remember. But, like, she's definitely noisy. Okay. And there just happened to be a vent up there. And she pops through the vent. Here I come. And then does the thing where uh, ideally she would land on top of her. But it's a movie and we're going to have real people do this. So that would probably kill someone. So she, like, jumps next to her and, like, grabs her shoulders on the way down to take her down with her. That's what every... Uh, And... Like, probably would have broken her legs, but then pops up and she's fine. Uh, so at this point, all of the children... That's what CGI this- has gotten us. Yeah. Like, we could see some real bone crunchingness if if this were ever remade, mm-hmm. just in that one shot. They, uh, Wes Craven was going to make it into a series before he died. I don't... I, I want to live in a world in which People Under the Stairs gets like a seven-season run. <laughs> <laughs> so... Okay, so it's like the adventures of mommy and daddy. I hope so. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like a procedural. Like, up, oh, 
<laughs> the new kid moved in across the street. Like every episode is them just adding somebody to the basement. <laughs> yeah. Every episode is just the George Bush episode from The Simpsons. Just somebody keeps somebody moves in. You have no idea what I'm referencing. Mm-hmm. All right. Sure don't. You didn't watch The Simpsons? Uh, no. I haven't watched The Simpsons in 30 years. That's no, fine. Not 30 years. 28 years. Okay, so you saw 10 episodes? Don't know. Uh, so this, that was an early episode. It was like from 92. Anyway, so at this point, the... the uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. At this point, the uh, roach... Uh, sorry, uh, fool has let the kids out of the basement. They mm-hmm. started to come through the walls and everything. And at one point, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with that one? They're not monsters. Why does he have a shitty-ass looking mask? Did you see the one with the shitty mask? Yeah, it's the one who like brought his own wardrobe. Because he was wearing like a torn-up denim jacket and like a weird like ski mask thing. But it looked like a canvas bag or something. Yes, I think it was supposed to be somebody else's face. Like that was the leather face of the group. Because you see him later, and he's obviously wearing. But it, my first yeah. reaction was like, "That was a shitty looking mask," but it was supposed to be a shitty looking mask. So yeah. that made me feel a little bit better. So all of them uh, end up coming up, and Fool is able to wire dynamite so that you touch two wires together, and it's going to explode. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: there just happened to be a, a bunch of wires, so. <laughs> They literally establish five minutes before this happens that he's really good at wiring shit. So they go and find just like, oh, in the corner here where all these people have been all this time are the wires needed to get in or to get into this yes. place. Uh, so he gets in there and then uses those wires to wire up some dynamite. But the thing that got me is, uh, <laughs> so you hear some coins clinking yeah. in the corner. <laughs> Very quickly, and, very quickly. It's yeah. ting, 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 ting. Yeah. And daddy's like, yeah, you're running those coins through your fingers. You're counting them. I know what you're doing. I've done it before many times. I'll do it again. Uh, what? And it's a candelabra of candles with the with the coins stuck in them. Yes. That apparently these, these candles are melting so fast. Yes. Yeah. That Absolutely. they're just ding, cling, 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 <laughs> cling, cling, cling. <laughs> like one of those coin pushing machines. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, so uh, you end up with this Mexican standoff, right? With Fool and Daddy. Mexican stand. You can't have a two person Mexican standoff. Yeah, that's, that's a just person. a standoff. <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation. <laughs> like it's, you literally just described a standoff. He started yelling at me, and I was like, "Oh, he's yelling at me! This is before." I feel like a dog that just went on the carpet. <laughs> like, <laughs> wanted to tuck my tail between my legs right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to show that you're so not racist. <laughs> that no, this is totally a Mexican standoff. Why can't it be a Mexican standoff? It should be a Mexican standoff. Let's empower those people. Anyway, so they're having a standoff, and it's with Daddy with a gun and Fool holding two wires together because if the two wires touch, the dynamite's going to explode. But to be fair, 
he has to stand in front of the gun and explain <laughs> all this to him that, hey, you don't want to shoot me. I have these two wires. See that dynamite back there? Oh, you shot me in the face 12 seconds ago? Great. This movie's over. <laughs> but here's the thing. Let's 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 let him get it all out. What are the odds that if he gets shot in the face, it's not like when you get shot in the face. He didn't have a dead man switch. Your hands. Yes. Your hands don't all just connect. Yeah. He's like, you shoot understand. me. We all go up. Well, no. Why you would don't you? have that? No. That's not the situation. No, you're in, not fool. at all. Your hands you're are going to Your hands are going to drop down. Yeah. Daddy has no reason not to shoot him in mm-hmm. the face. Uh, but fool goes for it and he connects those wires together and the entire fucking house blows up and everyone in it dies from this huge explosion. <laughs> it's a huge explosion of money. <laughs> the actual shrapnel was very, very small. Yes. So money gets shot out like it's a, like it's a hockey game and they're shooting out a t-shirt. Yeah. Right. Uh, meanwhile, fool and everyone just get pushed away 10 feet to the side and everyone is fine from this huge fucking explosion. Yeah. And I always expected, even when I watched this, so all the kids are, are released. There's money raining down all over the neighborhood. Everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. And all the people under the stairs are kind of released and they're all walking around on the street. And then like this kick-ass 90s music pops on. No. And I always expected all of the people under the stairs to like start dancing at the end of the movie. Like I think it was... I think you're confusing was, that with a thriller video. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think that it feels like the thriller video. And it's not a kick-ass song. It's some dumb rap song that, again, tonally shifts the movie in a totally different written direction than what it was. That, wouldn't, that it wouldn't surprise you if they started dancing, right? Like, that's the way that song feels. Sure. Yes. Th- that's the way the movie went. Yeah. <laughs> We're, this is very serious. This is very serious. Oh, he's dancing around in a gimp suit? Okay. <laughs> I, I love daddy. <laughs> you keep saying that and I do. He's amazing. Just, this, this episode is quote tastic. Uh, obviously I have a reverence that you do not have for people uh-huh. under the stairs. <laughs> this movie like was so, I so didn't care about it that I'm just, I so didn't care about talking about it. You are But I, you know what? I enjoy your, your oh, enjoyment of oh. it. People under the stairs is wonderful. I'm I made my water a hat. That's <laughs> that is how not into talking about this. I am. You are so wrong. Um, you want to talk about something good? What do you got? Criminal Minds. Oh, did you watch Criminal Minds? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Fuck you, Evan. Like, first oh. off, Evan Peters is fantastic. Okay, I love Evan Peters. Sure. Uh, I love procedurals. Uh, and. This was a good one. It went by super fast. The people under the stairs felt like it took a million hours. This thing felt like it was over in five minutes because it just fucking went. And it was great. I loved it. Not good. Not good. So I will say I don't understand why the FBI immediately got involved. Like a, a girl goes missing and less than an hour later the FBI is involved like on the scene. Uh, that makes zero sense. It doesn't make any sense. But I also don't under... I don't... These are shows that I do not like. Uh, these these are my jam. These are the worst. Like, if nothing else, even the way that they look. Like, I look at these, and it makes me want to puke the same way as that I look at, like, a daytime uh, soap opera. What daytime? It's totally different from a daytime soap opera. No, no. 
I'm not saying they look the same. Uh-huh. I'm saying the same way that I see that visual style and I want to puke. I see like the totally disposable digital look of these and it just makes me want to die. Well, it's, you know, we got to make 26 of these in like, oh, you know, we got to, we got to make two thirds of a movie or half it. of a movie. I get it. In I'm a just week. saying I hate it. I, I get it. I just don't like it yeah. at all. Um, but yeah, so I think I've seen a couple episodes of Criminal Minds, I think. And that's the way I feel about most of them is like, why the fuck is this group of people doing this? Hmm. I will say that, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of the whole reason we have a podcast is because I'm a pussy. Uh, like when the dad was like, my son was alive yesterday, I fucking lost it. it yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little teary eyed just thinking about it now. Because his son was missing for seven years, and turns out he was alive yesterday. I get it, but there's, and this isn't something I can quantify, but it's mm-hmm. it's literally even as as rooted as the way that these shows look. They feel so disposable to me. Like it's the best mm-hmm. way that I feel like I can describe it. Is like everything feels like they're gonna lean against a wall and the set is gonna wobble, <laughs> like and and not in like a charming Edward way. Just yeah, just like a. Um, um, it's like this is this feels to me like the Walmart of TV. Okay, just cheap, disposable shit for the masses to consume. I feel like you're describing a lot of horror movies as well, but that, no, I'm not. I'm, that's probably true for sure. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not a hypocrite with those things. But, but it's but, your mass that's consuming them. Yes, so it's better. Mm-hmm. Mass hole. <laughs> Uh, so the reason we were watching this is because, uh, the internet told me that there's similarities to this and people under the stairs. There's not. There's some, I feel like people kidnap kids. Uh, and her name is Alice son instead of Alice. I feel like the, uh, the mommy character is exactly the same. Uh, well, I don't think that she, she was... I don't think so. She was definitely not Mommy Dearest. She was a lunatic and uh, obviously putting all her, I didn't get to be a mom, but now I get to be a mom and you're going to like it because I get to role play here like craziness, but she definitely wasn't any Mommy Dearest type. Yeah, Uh, but that was the extent of my, now like, my similarities could go is that they looked the same. Yeah. The girl's name was Allison instead, <laughs> instead of uh, Alice. And, uh, there was a point when like they were hidden behind the wall. Yeah. That's it. So I feel like the whole theory of this is a remake is not accurate at all. No. Uh, you but failed it's, me it's good. What? I said you failed me internet. Oh, but it's better than the movie. It is not better than the movie. It's better you than the movie. No. If person, I didn't have to watch Don't Breathe, I would have watched more Criminal Minds, probably. If, as somebody who appreciates the absurd, you didn't appreciate People Under the Stairs? I, absurd is a tone. This movie, the, that movie did not have a consistent tone, therefore, no. Troll uh, 2, though the tone was not what the the writer or the director wanted, had a consistent tone, and therefore is great. It's watchable because it's so consistently 
bad and trying way too hard and like none of it makes much sense but it totally makes sense yeah uh are the criminal minds the most attractive group of fbi people that could ever exist Hmm. i'm I'm trying to think of the suits people are pretty attractive but i guess you know you know they have a duchess now I don't know what you're talking about. My point Meghan, is Meghan Markle. My point Duchess, is Duchess there's, Meghan there's Markle. no group of law enforcement that looks like this at all. Like I'm watching this and I'm trying to wrestle with the fact of like whether the pretty lady or the pretty African American dude is prettier. Like that's a handsome dude. Uh, I have a friend who that guy is his one. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a handsome fella. Like yeah. I'm not attracted to him, but it's hard to lie. He's I'd not... never seen the show, and he showed me a picture. I was like. All right, you're into like abs and shit. Okay, <laughs> you All can right. you can look at that guy's face and tell he has abs. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I know that sounds dumb. Like I'm making a joke. I'm not making. That's yeah. not a joke. You can see that his guy's face, face is chiseled. It's not. It's not gaunt. It's not fat. Mm-hmm. It's chiseled and defined. It's a healthy, healthy man. Yeah. That's like uh, I've told my wife before. Like uh, you know, if you decide you're need to venture away like if she came to me she's like i really need to bang somebody that looks like that i would be like i get it that's fine <laughs> just make sure you're coming home to this yeah. this yeah that that guy looks like he could fill some turkey basters <laughs> very powerful stuff uh the only other note that i wrote down for criminal minds is that uh the other thing that i felt like was a parallel is just like you have this subservient male character because uh, yeah. mama mommy wore the pants in both families yeah but don't listen to the internet this is not a he remake. was an electrician uh his whole life mm-hmm. so you know maybe he wired their thing and that's where they got the uh, idea maybe look at that yeah hmm. they there said it go. started it was eight years ago this was what 2015 no, Jesus! It was they're on a okay. Eight years would make sense because that's probably like. <laughs> so maybe he went there and like you gotta. They have. I just did a job, and let me tell you, it's crazy. How weird! And they spent a couple years planning, and then we're like, we're gonna go get us an Evan Peters. How weird could Marianne bring something to you before you were like, I'm calling the cops or leaving you? What? How weird of something could your girlfriend bring What does you? something mean? I don't know. That's like, my point. Like, at what point, like, if she came... Oh, like an idea? Like, like or, that? Yeah. You mean? Yeah, yeah, Okay. So, obviously, I imagine the line would be drawn that you don't want to abduct kids, right? That's fair. Prob- probably. But if she came home and said, I want to go to a nudist beach, you probably wouldn't leave her, right? That's somewhere in between. But where does that line come from? Like, where's that line drawn? I I don't know. I don't know that I have an answer for that. Yeah. I, I don't think there is one. But uh so you so you wouldn't object kids. What if Pro- she probably came, not. What if she came home and said I can't say that I totally wouldn't. Really? I, I I know that me right now is not a child abductor. What about future me who has been given a really persuasive argument and maybe pussy <laughs> on top? I can't believe it's even a, a possibility. 
I thought that was. Have you fair... read the weird? I'm a total poonhound. <laughs> all I care about. I love that. That's going to become like you did that. Like, <laughs> like that, that time. Like, like three years from now, that's going to be thrown in my face in a fight. <laughs> like that wasn't me. That didn't happen. It's true. Like, I've you have you ever gotten in trouble for something you did in a dream? Uh, I have, I have, I have not. I don't want to say gotten I, in trouble, I, I, but I've been. I'm, yes, I've, I have done something in a dream that definitely affected her mood for the entire day. Yes, yes that's what I meant. Not necessarily yeah. in trouble, but she wakes up annoyed with you. Yeah, like you just don't expect like, how, anything. How special. would you do that? I don't. I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand why you think I would do that. Yeah. You're the one who had the dream. Like you think I'm that's a not jerk. a good argument. You should see what your sister does in my dreams. <laughs> Uh, so you're saying child abduction apparently is not off the table for you. I would say, I don't, I don't know. Nothing's off the table. I wouldn't think that I would want to do anything. So you're telling me that in your mind, there is a scenario in which she could come home one day and convince you to abduct a child. And so, you're the one that sits there and, and bashes me because but I it's, filled, but it's, because I bought Taco Bell. I got Taco Bell water and filled it with with Mountain Dew and you're looking down your nose at me from a moral standpoint. That's the thing that's the thing you did. Okay. I'm not saying that morally I would be in the right. I'm not saying that uh there's anything about me now that would do that. But if if your wife came home one day and frantic and was like, Hey, uh we're gonna twenty one grams this thing. I just hit somebody and we need to get rid of the evidence. I hit somebody. I drove away. It was dumb. It was dumb. I didn't mean to, but let's let's collude and cover this up. You you would say that you would like call the cops. That's the perfect question. That's the question I'm trying to pose to you. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying honestly, I don't I don't know. I but my scenario the me, I gave to the you, me the my me that's in my I gave brain. To you was she walked in and said, "Let's go put kids in our walls." You said abduct. I, can- <laughs> I feel like you are very much trying to come up with a re- I feel like we need to go check your walls, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put the kids in the walls. If they if they said, hey, there's this kid who is in an incredibly abusive situation, uh, but the law hasn't done it, let's go steal this kid and raise it because it's better off that way. That may be a convincing argument. I don't know. Okay, I think I'm just saying I've opened up my brain and I I don't say I I, I don't have the confidence to say that there's any argument that wouldn't convince me. Maybe there's one out there. I can't think of one, but maybe there's one out there. Okay. And what people do in the moments is fucked up and weird. People don't make rational decisions in the moment. You need to step away from a decision for it to for you to make a truly rational one. And if you make a decision in the moment, you do it. I feel like it you're happens. justifying some horrible things that you have. I'm not saying I'm justifying anything. <laughs> I'm saying what would I do? Oh, I don't know. God. And I'm trying to be as honest as possible for our lovely, lovely listeners. Because <laughs> I care about you. Go not as weird and creepy next time. <laughs> weird and creepy is like my pocket. That's the pocket <laughs> that I exist in. That's where I, that's, I can play the best. Comfort, that's your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, don't breathe. 
Oh, okay. Um, the movie. Synopsis. Uh, the three people rob a house and get more than they expected. Overall thoughts? Uh, not terrible. Tonally consistent. Uh, <laughs> That's your but, new number but one like, criteria. Just totally to- throwaway. Uh, I agree. It is throwaway, but I feel like it is very well done overall, and I enjoy the act of watching said film. Yeah, the uh, Alex is from is in Thirteen Reasons Why, that show that I cry about. <laughs> I once cried at a double mint commercial. Let's get this. Put this all on the table. I cry when I watch stuff. You cried at a double mint commercial. Have okay. Have you, do you have you seen a double mint commercial? If I reference one, do you watch enough TV at all? I don't have regular TV. In the last 10 I years? Seen in the last 10 years? About, I probably haven't seen a commercial in 10 years. Okay. Let me let me lay it out. Here's the double mint commercial, right? Hold on. I'm closing my eyes. Okay. So, uh, it's a dad and a little girl. Is it the one with the cute twins? Is that the double no. mint commercials? Those, like... In the nineties, that's yes. my that's my point of reference for double mint. Go ahead. It may not be demo, double mint. It may I think it is double mint, but it's anyway. Because you know, like double mint juicy fruit, they have those silver wrappers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, eyes closed. So, uh, Big the dad, dad, and little girl uh, enjoying a a piece of double mint, uh, and she looks up, and he has made her. A uh, wrapper into a little origami swan, right? And then you see her grow up a little more. Swans there, swans there, and then she's grown. She's grown up. She's going off to college. He's packing up her uh, her car. He closes the trunk. Oh, something falls out. What falls out? It's a shoebox full of hundreds of these little origami swans. She kept them all. She loves her dad so much. She kept every single one of them. Because they're all very precious to her. It's choking me up right now. (laughs) It's Uh, sentimental. I used to cry when I read uh, this book to my kids. Uh, And it's got a song in it where like the little, the mom sneaks into the kid's room Mm -hmm. and like rocks him to sleep and sings a song about how she'll love him for always. always be your best friend or whatever mm-hmm. and sneaks in sneaks in until he's like an adult and once in a while she'll still sneak into his house like she'll bust into his house as an adult <laughs> and sing it to him mm-hmm. and then the book ends with him holding his mom like in a hospital as she's dying mm-hmm. and he sings it to her yeah and so like i could never make it through the whole thing and i was just like <laughs> i love you <laughs> Yeah. But they'd be like, why are you crying, Totally Dad? sounds like something I would about, cry to. You upset about my mom? Like, fuck! <laughs> I'm bringing that up again. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so don't breathe. So they uh, break in. Uh, they, bre- they break into houses. They break into houses. So they show and- break into a house, okay? Uh, they just start, like, stealing shit. Did you know that guy's name was Money until he was dead? Uh, I yeah, because I looked at looked at IMDb. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so money just jerks off and ejaculates all over the floor. Uh, because he's a good dude. Was he jerking off or pissing? Because I was confused. Because it looks like he's jerking off, 
but I think he's just like hip thrusting and pissing all over. Because I'm pretty sure he was jerking off. They just put like an that's obscene amount. a lot amount. of ejaculate. <laughs> an obscene amount. That's of like a semen. just an amount of semen. Yeah, it looked perfectly normal. <laughs> I've been on the internet. Like, I know what a normal amount of semen looks like. Did somebody spill a gallon of milk in here? It just happened. Somebody like strained some cottage cheese onto the floor. Oh god! <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, there's so a he's, curd in my way. He's doing. He's putting some bodily fluid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find that Alex's dad works for this company. That's how they're able to break in, and that's how that's their little mo. Right. Yep. Alex is very concerned about the dollar amounts they're stealing, so they keep it under a... Well, they only steal merchandise, and uh, then they no fence cash. it. Yep. No cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be under $10,000 worth of stuff, right? Yep. Uh, so they've got it out as... They're doing it as smart as you can, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and they decide they've got this big score. Always one big score that we can do. Yeah. It's a Vietnam vet. Uh, his daughter was killed, and they got a big settlement. Why do they think that they have cash on hand? I don't know, because he lives in a shitty place. So if he lives there, he obviously must have kept it. But I think they say that. Like, why do you think that he has the cash? I don't know. $300,000 is not a lot of money. Like, it sounds like a lot of money, but $300,000, that's $100,000 each way, Uh, you know, because there are three of them. Uh, They say if we do this, we don't have to do this anymore. I, I mean, I get it, they're kids, but I don't think they know what like money is. The characters or the filmmaker? Uh, pick. No, I, the filmmaker obviously knows. The, if Think about it, these are people, there's real life people that fucking rip off uh, a gas stations for a couple hundred dollars. Yes, but like, that's their job, right? Like, they treat that as their job. This, this this is their this is these kids like last big score. No, I'm saying I don't think this is their last big score. They they say yeah. If it was three hundred, hey, look, we're gonna do this. It's three hundred thousand dollars. Then we're gonna go rob ten other houses. Okay, like cool. You got that big score, and maybe you can slow down a bit. But this is if we get this, we never have to do it again. No, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna retire. It means that they don't necessarily have to steal. She can move to wherever, right? She can move to California, and she can pay off whatever bills she has and then get a regular job. She can get out of where she is and not have to do this again. That makes know. total sense. I don't think they think that they're going to retire. Money might think that, because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so they end up breaking into this house of this blind dude, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with a dog. With a dog. Who they sedate. Uh, yes, it's the dog from People Which Under the Stairs. Today? I don't know if you knew that. It is the same dog. It's the exact same dog? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're That's, fucking with me. Yeah, of course I'm fucking with I was you. Say, I can't believe you even paused to think that that might be true. 1991, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Let a, me get out of an envelope. 300-year-old dog. <laughs> People on the Stairs, that dog's dead. <laughs> it, that dog is dead. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, fool? That's a callback we haven't made in a while. Yeah, fool. Not dead. He does conventions. Hmm. Yeah. Did everyone ever call him Poindexter? I've not met him. Hmm. You should call him Poindexter, see how he reacts. I have a feeling he would get it. Considering he's at a horror convention. <laughs> uh, anyway. 
Uh, so they end up breaking into the house and there's this pretty cool, complicated shot where you're following them winding through and it's played as if it's one shot. If it's one continuous take, I'm sure that there are ones hidden in there, mm-hmm. but then he ruins the shot. I think because he moves to the second floor, Yeah, which is obviously a cut, even though it's not supposed to look like a cut mm-hmm. and it ruins it for me. Like, but he had to show you the gun under the bed. I don't know. That ruined it for me. Okay. Okay. I get it. But now we're up there. Yes. And he makes like a Molotov cocktail of poison. Mm-hmm. Like, A, what is that? And B, why did it totally 100% not work? Because he's blind, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, His senses a, are better. I don't have an answer for that. Um yeah, I don't have an answer. Uh, so blind dude wakes up, uh, mm. <clears throat> and this is the the start of some of the the cool sequences throughout the movie. So throughout the movie, you get the standoff, uh, like we had in Tremors with with Kevin Bacon and the Graboids, right? But the Graboids place is this blind veteran as he's trying to f- hear and see what's going on around him, mm-hmm. and they have to stand in silence and not move. Yeah. Or else the Graboid's going to get him. He was blinded in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. That dude can walk into a room and know how many people are in there by their smells. Which he, they don't, he, he doesn't even realize there's like more than one person in there until he finds three pairs of shoes that he smells. Why didn't he smell Alex when he was six inches away from his chest? He has to be wearing some sort of soap or aftershave or... Axe body spray or something. Obviously, he's not. Do you know how we know that he's not? Hmm. Because he didn't smell him. Oh. He doesn't have any natural odor, Mm-mm. good or bad. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that the movie does that I like is that it, throughout, it does the stylistic thing where all of a sudden it'll have a very slow-mo shot. And the first one we get might be one of the best examples, like of a gunfire. Mm-hmm. Did you like that shot? So he ends up putting the gun under money's chin and firing. Yeah. And for like three seconds, it goes to slow motion. You can even like see his lips flutter. Like as the hit, the last of his breath is going out and the gunshot is going through. I think that's just a modern style. And I think like, I, I don't know that it's good or bad at this point. Um, I think it was used appropriately. I think that's the most I can say because I've you've seen it used super well and super not well, and this was fine. Yeah, I, I be, because so many so many uh, films use it. I think it was unremarkable. Hmm. I don't know if I can think of others that like cut to slow mo when like gunshots happen and stuff like that. No, uh, but but I feel like this was stylized differently and that it was so quick it wasn't like a continuous matrix thing no. it was it was it was used so minimally i feel like you haven't watched any action movies since the matrix that was the last one right okay yeah no no i saw x-men boom <laughs> which one the first one from 99 <laughs> <I don't> or 2000 <laughs> basically the same time as the matrix <laughs> Okay. Uh, that might be a fair criticism. <laughs> uh, 
Um, where, am I, where are we going from here? Uh, he shoots money in the face. Uh, Alex leaves because money brought a gun, and a gun means that the owner now has a legal right to shoot them. Uh, and so that's why he's like, I'm out of here. And then he hears a gunshot, and he's like, maybe I should go back. He shouldn't have gone back. You should never go back. No. That's what... Actually, That's what the Bible teaches us. No, it worked out. You'll for turn f- into a pillar of salt. It worked out for fool, bro. They were rich because he went back and he saved the girl. And I'm pretty sure he got some of that sweet Alice pussy. Wasn't she like 11? He was 13. Mm-hmm. In the ghetto. Cold and dark. And he was, she was older than him. She had been 15 or 16. Another little baby child is born in the ghetto. And they get to I don't know what that means. And anyway, his mama cries. It's a freaking Elvis song. What, what's an Elvis? Uh, so uh, we end up making our way to the basement, right? Yeah. Also, uh, money uses a plastic bottle as a silencer. Yeah, and it's a really, really good silencer. It's apparently, a super good silencer. Like I've heard of people using plastic bottles as silencers. I think that they are a little effective. That turned it into like you're playing the game Hitman, pretty much. I don't know what that is. Imagine a game called Hitman. You're there. It's a wrestling game. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, you're Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Goldberg has just kicked you in the face, and Mm -hmm. you've 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 had a stroke. Mm Uh, now you're riding a bicycle, and you hit a pothole, and oops, you have another stroke. And then I go on Jacob Tutu. No, that was that's in your past. Oh, I don't know. That was that's, that was more recent, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the whole point. Was because it's like invalid Bret Hart. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we get to the basement, and all of a sudden you get this uh, couch cushion dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought visually was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's she's in like a a harness and is there just to gestate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's keeping her down there to replace his daughter mm-hmm. that was taken from him because this is the woman that killed her. And her harness is hooked up to a bell. Yes. And when she moves, he knows. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's how he made his way downstairs. Yes. Uh, and then the movie for the next, like, ten minutes is shot in night vision. And it makes the whole movie look super cheap. And bad. And not good. You think so? I hated it. So I didn't think the visuals were good, but I did appreciate... So as you're going through, I think it... I'd have no idea, but it looked like it was legit filled in the dark. It's filmed in the dark. Because the actors or the actors were amazing because they really didn't look like they knew where they were going. Yeah. Also all. their pupils were really big. Yes. So it probably uh, wasn't CGI. Um, so that I appreciated. I also appreciated the concept of because the lights are completely out, the blind dude is using these mile markers as he's running through. Yeah. Um, so he's running his hand across a fan. He feels where he is based off the beam at his, at his head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying, Visually, I liked this necessarily, but every all of the concepts the concept completely makes w- sense. Was one hundred percent? It's how, it. but it's how you filmed that. 
I'm not disagreeing with that, but yeah. it was enough that I completely forgave it based on, I don't even, I'll say the word performances, but if you just can't see, you're not performing anything. You just can't fucking see what you're doing. Right. Um, but it was like, it's like in game of Thrones, right? When, uh, Arya, who's been blinded, uh, she just gets her vision back and she wants to kill the waif. She leads her to a room and then she snuffs out the candle but then that's the end of the scene. But you know that she killed her. Because she was blind and she can fight in the dark. I was going to bring up that yeah. Wayfaria yeah. demon slayer. It's right after... Uh, it's basically Terminator. Which I wish I was joking, but that scene is basically Terminator and it's stupid. Uh, and I hate it. We get a Lost World Jurassic Park glass scene. Okay, I'm going to talk about something in the beginning. Okay. At the very beginning, she breaks a window to get in, and a piece of glass hits the floor. Okay. It's like Chekhov's glass, right? The camera focuses on how this piece of glass is on the floor. So I'm thinking, oh, they're going to step on this and make noise. That doesn't happen. Then they go and take off their shoes. Oh, somebody is going to be running away and like cut their glass, cut their foot on the glass, and that's going to lead to something. No, the camera focused on this piece of glass, and then it's never brought up again. I hate that. Yeah. Uh, even so, as I was watching it happen, I waited for something to happen with the glass, mm-hmm. and then the blind man stepped on the piece of glass, and I was like, "That's what was going on." He doesn't step on the piece of glass. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. No, no. I know he the, doesn't. The blind. I, I know, but I realized. The reason they show you that piece of glass, they do pay this off. She immediately steps on it, and it's stuck to her foot for, lo- and she's walking, and the piece of glass is making her steps loud when she first goes in, and then she kicks it off. Oh yeah, it is a little crunchy. But he steps on the the, the piece I know. of the lock. I know, but which that, looked real bad. Like it didn't, it didn't seem to make sense. My point that I was making was. I thought that it was the glass. Turns out it was the piece of lock. I know that it was the piece of lock. Yeah. Um, but that's why is because it was plain shoe, one with the glass, plain shoe, one with the piece of glass. And then she I remember that off. now. Okay. But I made a note that I bet somebody's going to step on that glass. <laughs> so now you're. <laughs> so now, but now I remember that that note is unnecessary. <laughs> Hmm. I got angry at something that I didn't remember. <laughs> and then you just stayed angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unjustifiably so. Uh, Lost World Jurassic Park moment. So glass moment. So he's like laying on there as the glass is cracking. Uh, and then you get the shot where a dude shows up above him, shoots, and he falls down. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets skewered in the belly. Or does he? He doesn't. It was money. Yeah. Because he's blind, he missed. <laughs> uh, but he totally legit gets shot and killed blind after that. Yeah. So then you're like, is he really shot or did he shoot money? Uh, no, he shot him. He's dead. Yeah. Um, so he ends up attempting to impregnate Rocky, the girl. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this. Yes. So he has a like a fridge full of sperm, mm-hmm. in that he keeps in like a, a beaker, and then he grabs a turkey baster mm-hmm. and sucks up the sperm. Right, mm-hmm. 
Complete with a pube floating okay, yeah, in it. Yeah, you go POV into that baster and you see it suck up. I know that that's just like tons of sperm, but the hair was <laughs> like, I was gagging and it had almost nothing to do with the sperm and almost everything to do with that hair that was in there. I think it's the best sperm shot I've seen since the first sperm shot earlier in the movie. <laughs> I don't, I'm not convinced that was sperm. That was sperm. This I know is sperm. Uh, and then you get arguably the best turkey baster shot ever. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. So the turkey baster he's walking with, and it's got this little drip that just keeps going down, just like a pendulum back and forth. Just this tiny little thread of semen, and then boop, it falls. Oh, I thought you were talking about what happens to him. Oh, <laughs> I was just talking about that one shot. Okay, uh, what happens to him? Uh, so he's a, he's like, I never raped anybody, uh, but I am gonna shove this up you. Uh, so he like cuts open, which by the way, he has scissors around her private areas, and he's blind. Probably not the best. Uh, wouldn't trust him if I weren't handcuffed in that situation uh, with scissors down there. But he like cuts away and uh, supposedly exposes an area in which he's about to put this turkey baster. Mm-hmm. And then, surprise, Alex wasn't dead and he hits him in the head with the... I mean, we knew Alex wasn't dead, but hits him in the head with a hammer. Uh and then the turkey he gets the turkey baster shoved into his mouth and like put into full base mode <laughs> and that's when i realized <laughs> I, I was like i was like oh and i felt like i was going to throw up and i was watching this with Marianne and she was like really that's like whatever and i was like you ask me to do that all the time <laughs> and you're going to puke because you're seeing it happen now i realized that i have no problem with sperm or semen in the context of it coming out of a dick if if that shot had been money comes into his mouth i would not have been grossed out i've been like that's weird that that's in a movie <laughs> you didn't see but that the way turkey it- baster full of semen makes it so impersonal there's something about the detachment of the sperm slash semen and the, the, like the detachment from the dick. When you take it out of the dick context, for some reason, that's when it becomes gross. Okay. In the dick context, I think I'm fine with it. I feel like you weren't fine with it during the Fright Night episode when I was showing you what Evil Ed's up to. You didn't seem good with it. I'm not going to comment. <laughs> Can I ask you to comment on why you're not commenting? Because <laughs> that's not something you should have put on the podcast. <laughs> that's what upset me. If after the podcast you had been like, hey, check out this gay porn, I would have been right there with you laughing. I did not appreciate it on the podcast. Anyway. Context. So. Tact. <laughs> so, uh, where are we? Uh, she. It's the end. Like they escape. They escape. Except they don't. Uh, what do you mean they don't? Uh, he, There's no. They're day. about. They're about to escape. 
and he opens up the door mm-hmm. and gets shot. Which, how did he find the gun again? It was on the table. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's going to reach for it, and then he picks up the 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 shears. Mm-hmm. How did he know the where shears? It was? No, the shears are way long ago. That's I know. He stabbed. That was the last time we saw the gun. There's more than one gun. You see him take at least two guns out. No, he only took out one gun. There's Money's gun, which gets put into Alex's temple and it's out of bullets. So then he goes and gets his gun from under the bed, and this was his gun from under the bed, which Alex was going to shoot him with, but then he got pushed up against the table and it flew back into the table, onto the table. So he reaches up, grabs the shears, and stabs Money. We never see him pick up the gun, but he wouldn't know where the gun is because he dropped it like... I think 20 has, feet away from I where it was. there's more than one gun, bro. There's only one like gun. We have, no, I feel like we have more than one shots of him grabbing guns. No, there's only one. There, there are two guns. Money's gun We never talked his about gun. the roll-top desk and people under the stairs. Huh. So they have a roll-top desk that is supposed to roll up, and then it like dispenses the shotgun. But very obviously, it didn't work right when they were trying to shoot and make the shot. I mean, the mechanism so is you, with it. It's hidden, like all the stuff. You open up the top drawer and it happens. I think he yanked a little too hard because he was supposed to be angry. You think that was real or do you think... I don't think it was supposed to funk. I think he, as an actor, was doing it too fast. Yes. I don't think it was planned to not work that smooth. Right. But I think it worked because he was obviously just flustered in that mm-hmm. thing, so it worked. It was probably a delicate mechanism anyway. Yeah. And he he, he was very not delicate with it. Not at all. Daddy's not delicate. delicacy uh and rocky escapes yep and then like movie over yeah that's it nope (laughs) now we're gonna send the dog after you and now uh hey remember that time i told you about how i was trapped in the trunk i'm gonna trap the dog in the trunk all right movie over nope the dog got out of the trunk uh, 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 I put it on a leash. All right, I got the money. Movie over. Nope, here comes the dude again. Dragging you back in there. Uh, beating the crap out of you. You know what? I bet you we're going to see a ladybug. I bet you we're going to see a ladybug. There's the ladybug. Uh, he stops hitting her way too much. Like, he, he knocks her down, straddles her. Lifts her up, mm-hmm. punches her twice in the face. Should have just kept going. But he doesn't want to kill her. Maybe not. That's not his motivation. I do like this guy as the villain. Like he's just this able-bodied guy with a with a but disability. <laughs> like we're the movie thinks we're supposed to be rooting for her. This burglar. Who attacked a blind man. I don't think she attacked him. She, she burgled his home. She yeah. invaded a blind man's home. Mm-hmm. And she's the good guy? She's not a doctor. Oh, you sympathize with the child abductor. Yeah. I get it now. Mm-hmm. He didn't abduct a child. Uh, She gets away. She gets the money. He doesn't report it. Yeah. The end. Okay. No. This is what I want to say. Okay. So, she 
throws him into the basement. He takes a long fall. Mm-hmm. As he hits the ground, the gun hits the ground and fires into his ribs. He's very obviously dead. Then we see uh, her and her sister. They're gonna. They're at the airport. They're gonna go to California. Okay, we get a moment of denouement. That's fine. But then she hears on the TV, oh, there was a robbery. Two people robbed it. Uh, they didn't take anything. The blind guy fought him off. Oh, so she got away with it. And she's, like, pissed off. Like, you can see that she's, like, kind of upset that he's still alive. And then they get on the plane. Why is that scene in there? It didn't change anything about her character. It didn't change her action. It didn't change her perception. All like we as the if you have a scene of that uh, that news broadcast that you show the audience, I'm fine with. Turns out, oh, he's alive. Cool. But like, it didn't change her actions. Yeah, she didn't need to know that. Like the movie showing us that she knows that served no purpose uh, unless she's like well i gotta go back and kill him and this movie isn't over yet oh god please kill me <laughs> really didn't like it that much huh i the it was fine but it ends 12 times yeah it, it's a it's a bit return of the kingy may they burn in hell <laughs> next week we're not gonna go into the stairs or or don't breathe. What's your choice? What do you think my choice is? Yeah. Very obviously. Yes. My choice is don't breathe. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It was fine. People on the stairs, I didn't. I was bored by. This at least was. It, it kept my interest. You are insane, sir. Yep. Sure. Next week? Next week. First movie. Actually, if I had a choice, I would choose Criminal Minds. But I knew that wasn't on the table. <laughs> Not on the table. <laughs> Okay, this is the deluxe edition. Uh, a new beginning is mm-hmm. the subtitle to Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. So we just saw Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter. Yes, I just saw. You mean like twelve months ago? I meant in the context of the series. Yes, you had the final chapter. Now you have mm-hmm. a new beginning. Yeah. Uh. I mean, it's, there's a house instead of a camp, so that's probably going to be different. Uh, and then the, the hockey mask on the front. Uh, on the back, terror is reborn, and there are people screaming. So it's going to be a Friday the 13th movie. But looks like it's probably going to be in a house or a cabin or something. So that's not the iconic poster. I don't have my phone. You should Google uh, Friday the 13th Part 5 and look at There's a very okay. iconic... <laughs> you like it? Got performance. I how to use my hands. Got, for got a performance second. anxiety for a second. Performance, and just started like fumbling, like a cartoon or a bad movie where they can't pick anything up, like an infomercial. It was pretty hilarious, in all honesty, what you were just doing there. By the way, we didn't talk about this. Did you realize how obnoxious you were being when you were flinging your copy of the weird around? When you did the notes, you had to have heard how obnoxious you were, right? Remember when you were flopping? You're like smashing it on the table. And I yelled at you when we were recording. That was like three weeks ago, man. Yeah. It was annoying. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, so he's working uh, on coming up with uh, the iconic poster for part really five. really good radio. 
Got it? Uh, is it him being stabbed in the eye? No, that should be part four. Well, then... It should just be like a white mask with glowingness. No. All right, this is not working for me. No. <laughs> That's not even the right movie. I just Googled it, man. That's, That's part, part seven. seven. That's the remake. That's the original. <laughs> Done. Next there week. There we go. No, this is That's Jason six. Lives again. <laughs> this is... It's so <laughs> iconic that it Google is. knows all about it. It is. Here we go. This is it, right? No. That's it in French. But that's part four. No, it's part five. That is not. That's Corey Feldman, homeboy. That's fine. Look, it says part five. I understand that it says part five. That's not it. I feel like we should abandon this at some point. But we're still going, huh? And you're looking. No, it's just a mask. Let me see it. <laughs> It's just a mask. <laughs> You're killing me right now. Oh, God. What is happening? Why did... What is happening? It's not anywhere. You wanted to take my phone. I go. handed you my phone. There you go. So. Remember when he said it's just a mask? Hey, guess what? It's just a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> I'm so glad we did this. I have zero regrets about this. <laughs> Yo, you didn't look at the mask. Describe that mask to me. Does it, that look like any Jason mask you've ever fucking seen in your life? Um, it's a hockey mask with weird squares in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and red is coming. It's backlit in red, so Good. it's coming through the eyes. Remember that mask, because I'll give you... Here's my point. That mask doesn't exist. <laughs> that's not a fucking... That's not a Friday the 13th mask. That Those squares exists, look really bad. That only exists on that poster. The squares on that look it's really crazy. bad. It doesn't make any sense. It's weird. Oh, this is better. I don't know if that's better. Second movie for next week? Sure. Uh, I'm assuming the one on the right? The one we haven't seen? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to uh, mess you up like when I show up with like two movies we've already seen to talk about again. Uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh, looks like none of the characters from Halloween are in this one. Um, so I used to watch, have you ever heard of the Angry Video Game Nerd? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, you actually have. Uh, I used to watch, he did specials every Halloween uh, and one of them was on the Halloween movies. So I know that this one is like an in- weird anthology or something. It's not a, it's a Halloween movie that's not a Halloween movie. So, yeah. It's weird, and I'm probably going to like it a lot more than I like Jason 5 randomly. Cool. Justin, what else you got for us? May they rot in hell. They say burn in hell. Okay, I don't fucking know. That's how that's how iconic that line is. 